True story. There were two men that lived in one city. One was a very rich man, and one was a very poor man. The rich man owned a great number of sheep and cattle. The poor man, he owned nothing but one little sheep that he had managed to buy. The little lamb he'd raised with his children. The little lamb ate from the man's plate. It drank from the man's cup. It even slept in the man's arms. That lamb was like a child to him. One day, a guest arrived at the rich man's house. But instead of taking one of his own animals, the rich man took the poor man's lamb. He killed the lamb, and he prepared it for his guest. Now, after hearing this, King David was outraged. Surely, as the Lord lives, David said, this man who did this must die. And then Nathan, the prophet of God, said to King David, You, David, you are that man. You are the man of sin. Good afternoon. Good to see everybody this afternoon as we get a little bit closer to VBS starting tomorrow. Our hymn study tonight will begin our process this week of looking at King David, looking at why he was called a man after God's own heart, helping us to understand why we need a heart as David, so we can also have a heart as God. Our hymn study tonight can be found on page 501 of our large hymn books. Our hymn study is simply entitled, the song title is simply Psalms 51. Thomas Hastings, he authored this song in 1830, and though Mr. Hastings had no major masterpiece to his credit, he did author many, many songs, which over 50 are still commonly in circulation today. Our song tonight, it was taken directly from just as it was entitled, Psalms 51. The 51st Psalm is David's reaction to the story that we began with this afternoon. His reaction to being called out by Nathan. His reaction to being called out by God. To having his eyes opened to just how awful and just how evil he had been. Tonight, we won't get into many details of the story. We'll sure we'll do that later this week. But just know that David had been caught red-handed. He was guilty of lying, deceit, adultery, and murder. This was the lowest and darkest time of David's life. And yet his reaction to this, his reaction to all this blowing up right in his face, is a reaction we can only hope to imitate. David, he was sorry for what he had done. He was truly sorry. He was more than that. He was repentant. And it wasn't that he was just repentant and sorry about being caught or sorry about the terrible consequences that were to come. It was more than that also. And it was because of his reaction and because of what was in his heart that God did forgive him. He was forgiven of all these horrible sins. And so tonight, that's why I want to quickly look at three things I think we can find in this song that we can also find in David's heart. Three things that helped him find favor again with the Lord. Things that we need to make sure that's in our hearts. Things that we need to have in our hearts so we can do just as David did. And we, have, and we can have a heart to make things right after we do wrong. We'll begin 
tonight in the second stanza of our song. It says, For my sins before me rise, ever present to my eyes. I have sinned against thee alone, in thy sight this evil done. Let's continue to the third stanza. From my sins hide thy, thy face, my iniquities erase. Now let's look into the text in Psalms, at the text at Psalms 51. We see here in the first four verses of the psalm, David references his own sin seven times. David is clearly taking responsibility. He's clearly owning up to what he has done. And that's the first point that I think we need to make tonight. David, he realizes who's responsible for sin. He says it over and over again in this psalm. He's responsible. He's the man that is to blame. Also, something also jumps out at me. Something that also jumps out at me is not what David said, but what he didn't say. You'll notice if you read through the whole psalm and through the songs, you're not ever going to see David say the word, but, you know, I'm sorry, Lord, but, you know, I'm just a man. I'm sorry, Lord, but I just looked up and there she was on the rooftop. I'm sorry, Lord, but, and you put in the excuse. You know, in our world today, it's very hard for anyone to take responsibility for their actions. And if we are lucky enough to find someone to take responsibility, usually it's followed by the but. I'm sorry, but I had a bad day. I'm sorry, but that's just the way I am. Well, what about the if, if I'm, if I did you wrong, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I, if I hurt your feelings. If we're doing that, if we're saying those things, are we truly taking, are we truly accepting responsibility? And it's just not in 2017 America we see examples of this. We see examples of this all the way back at the beginning of time. Remember what happened to Adam and Eve when they got caught red-handed? Did they immediately fess up and take responsibility for their actions? No. They started playing the blame game immediately. They blamed the serpent, they blamed the woman, and so on. There's always there's other examples. But when we face the facts, taking responsibility, it's hard. It's no fun. It's much harder than we want to believe it is. We need to remember, as David gave us an example, we need to take responsibility when it's our fault, when it's our sin. David, he didn't try to water it down. He didn't try to shift the blame. He knows who's responsible. And he says, Lord, I have sinned. If we want a heart like David, a heart to make things right when we've done wrong, our first step is admitting and taking full responsibility of our actions. The second point tonight is David also recognized who it was he had sinned against. We see this in the second stanza of the song. It said, I have sinned against thee alone in thy sight this evil done. I've sinned against thee alone, he said to God. So let me ask, when David says this, do you think he forgot about someone called Uriah? You know, Uriah, if you'll remember, he lied to Uriah, he betrayed Uriah, he stole Uriah's wife, and he ended up murdering Uriah. Wouldn't you say David sinned against Uriah? Well, in looking through this, I came across a quote that was thought-provoking, so I thought I would share it. 
It says to injure or to do wrong to our fellow man is sin. But only because in doing so, we violate the law of God. Undoubtedly, David had remorse for his actions and for those he hurt. However, his remorse over disappointing God was far greater. You know, David, he did some really terrible things, some awful things. But the worst thing he did was rebel against God. Notice what Nathan said just after he called David out and pointed to him and said, You are the man. Notice the words that he said to him. 2 Samuel 12, 9 says, Why have you despised the word of the Lord? Notice the first thing Nathan said. It wasn't, why did you take that woman? Why did you murder that man? No, it was, why did you despise the word of God? David understood that he'd missed the mark. He understood that he had sinned. And in doing so, he understood that the sin had separated him from God. Let's look at the third stanza where it says, Cast me not away from thee, nor thy spirit take from me. Even though David had made a huge mess of his life, even though there would be terrible consequences that would affect both him and his family for their entire lives, it was his relationship with the Lord that David was most concerned about. Now, in our lives, have we done the things David did? Probably not. But we all have sinned. And sin, it is sin. There's no varying degrees of it. It all separates us from God. If we want to be, if we want to restore our relationship with God, we must, as David did, know who we've sinned against. Our final point tonight is David knows that he can't do it alone. And by that I mean he's not able to make things right himself. It has to begin with God's mercy. We'll notice how our song starts. It says, God be merciful to me. On thy grace I rest my plea. In thy vast and abounding grace my transgressions all erase. And then also we can see how he started out his psalm. It says, Have mercy on me, O God, according to thy steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy. Pleading for God's mercy. That's where David started. He he knew that the only hope he had was God's mercy. There's nothing that he could say or do to make things right. He was reliant on God's grace, mercy, and love. If we look further down in our text in Psalms 51, in verse 16, it says, For you will not delight in sacrifice, or I would give it. You would not be pleased with a burnt offering. And let's remember what the burnt offerings were. In the Old Testament, it was their way of making things right with the Lord. David was an extremely wealthy man. He was king. He could have said, what's this going to cost me? A hundred head of livestock? Five hundred? A thousand? Whatever it takes, let's just get rid of this problem. But David understood that God was not going to be pleased with just an external offering. However valuable or costly our offerings might be, it's not what God wants. That's just going through the motions. David lets us know what it is God requires from us in the very next verse. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. 
A contrite heart is defined as in which a heart in which the pride and self-sufficiency have been completely humbled by the guilt of sin. The word contrite actually means crushed, crippled, or broken. And wasn't that just what David was? He was crushed, he was broken by the guilt of his own sin he committed against the Lord. When we do wrong, when we want to make it right, we have to also have a contrite heart when confessing our wrongs. A heart that offers no excuses and a heart that shifts no blame. One that fully agrees about how evil we've been. A heart that humbles itself upon the mercy of God, knowing that we really deserve righteous wrath. As David, we must realize we can't help ourselves and we can't do anything alone. We must be willing to plead for mercy from God above. David, he was a man after God's own heart. However, the key word is he was a man. David was a man and therefore he had sin in his life. He lied, he stole, he cheated, he murdered. David was broken by sin, hopeless and lost, separated from God. But in his heart, David knew that God was merciful. Let's look at the very last stanza of our song. David had faith and praise as God because he knew that God, his ways were perfect. He also knew, since these ways are perfect, that salvation's joy could once again be his. David had complete and absolute confidence that no matter how bad he'd messed things up, that through God, all could be made right again. And we must have that same confidence this afternoon. There's no such thing as having too much sin or having too bad of sin. If we obey God and do, do what He tells us, we're faithful. God will be faithful and just to forgive us. David knew this, and so we must too. When you've done wrong, do you have a heart like David? As we're just about to sing Psalms 51, let's each one here take inventory of our hearts tonight. Let's be sure that our hearts are in the right place and there's no sin between us and our God. So if you're here tonight and there is sin in your life, let's take care of it. Let's make it right before it's too late. If you're a Christian that's fallen back into the world, make sure your heart's right and go to God in prayer. Or if you've not obeyed the gospel yet, you're not yet a Christian, you need to get your your heart right. You need to realize that sin is separating you. You need to be thankful God is merciful and loving and has provided one more opportunity for you to do what you need to do. You need to hear, you need to believe, confess, repent, and be baptized. By doing those, He will wash away your sins and you can have a home in heaven and this life is over. So if you have a need in any way tonight, we'd ask that you come forward as we stand and sing.